and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. Welcome. Brought to you by the Dynasty Football Network and DynastyFootballFactory.com. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on... At FF Blitz. (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at FF Blitz. And I'm here with my partner, who you already heard interrupt me twice, Jeremy Broen. Uh, You can find me at FF, just kidding, at DFF underscore Man Man. (laughs) And Shane Manila. Hey, how's it going, everyone? (laughs) You sound so laid back. Right? Well, I think I think what's happening with Shane is he's trying to store up his energy because he was just on vacation and he needs yeah. to build up all that excitement and energy for our trip to Canton in two weeks, right? Yeah. Well, it's a week from this coming Friday. We're going to... Oh, a week gonna, and a half. It's going to be like the perfect storm when the three of us arrive at the same place at the same time in Canton, Ohio on the 16th. Except I'm getting there at like 1130 in the morning and you guys aren't getting there till when? Well, I'm I'm planning on leaving at like twelve or one, so I'll be up there like by three or four o'clock. Okay, Shane, when does yeah. your plane? Well, you know, due to the fact that I just took off ten consecutive work days, um, <laughs> I ha- I have to work <laughs> Friday, so I'll be leaving Friday afternoon. Oh. Um, due to the fact that I took too much time off, I'll see you guys around midnight on Friday. Right. Yeah, now I'll be getting in around eight. Okay. Um, the beautiful oh, can be lit by eight o'clock. But I can't wait for <laughs> what's going to be really fun is that we get to we get to do that. Then we're going to go visit the Hall of Fame, and yes. then Sunday we're going to be at the Expo, and uh, everyone can save five dollars off that ticket uh, just using Trades HQ. Yeah, that the, that's the promo code. Yeah, yeah, and you're getting um, you know hit up the site Midwest uh, FF Expo. Dot com, maybe. I, I don't know. That's probably yeah, it. MidwestFFExpo.com. It's Canton, Ohio. It's August 18th, uh, Sunday. We're going to be in Canton the whole weekend, the Hall of Fame, uh, like Shane said, on Saturday the 17th. But definitely stop by from noon to 6 on August 18th in Canton, Ohio at the uh, MidwestFFExpo.com. Do it. Um, there's T-shirts. There's all kinds of stuff. Hey, listen, guys, I don't think – Shane, everybody realizes that we're going to be giving away some cool stuff. You have a chance to win a couple of hats, raffling off a couple hats, really nice ones, um, gray with the HQ logo, and uh, uh, three T-shirts, a bunch of koozies for your beers. Uh, We're going (laughs) to raffle some of those off. You can buy koozies. You can buy stuff like stickers. You can buy anything that's at our store. Uh, We'll be there to uh, take your information and, and raffle stuff off. And uh, talk with you guys for like six hours. You have unadulterated access to us and like 31 other sites. It's it's going to be a blast. Yeah, and we're going to autograph all that stuff too, right? A couple of people asked us, are you guys going to autograph the hats and shit? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. <laughs> It'll be I'm fun. I'm not autographing shit. Get out of here. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm going to make you. And I'm going to bring – I'm also going to bring the whole video camera setup stuff that I do for my brother at all his conventions so we can yes, videotape no, the booth video, and stuff. This is going to be great. Yeah, I was just going to tell everyone just jump on that site and you can um bob long put it together and he talks about just some of this just some of the stuff that you know you're going to get just for showing up ah oh, it's amazing uh, you're making dollars worth yeah. of swag yeah you're getting way way more worth i can't speak english but what you're spending on um a ticket 15 dollars. you know if you use our code um you're getting paid back uh multiple times stuff in the entry yeah. bag the swag bag is seriously like shane said worth every bit of 15 dollars with the coupons and all the freebies in there and we still have not decided as the hq what we're <laughs> going to include in that bag but we will be adding to the swag bag and everybody that enters the show will get something from us too. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, um, well, before we get into our show, cause we have a big show tonight, we have Danny Kelly on the show, uh, staff writer from, from the ringer. ringer. Yeah. It's okay. g- awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. He's also one of our competitors in the DFB invitational. Um, Bastard. But, but before, before we go into that, we do have a new sponsor for the show, right? Shane. Stop. Collaborate and listen. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Yes. So, yeah, we, we have a new sponsor, and um, so this is their promo. Awesome. Stop. Collaborate and listen. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com is back with a brand new invention. Okay, it's not really a new invention, but they've got a cool twist on the dynasty leagues they're currently providing. One quarterback, three running back, four wide receivers, a tight end, 
Two flex, no kickers and defenses, 24 rounds. They also have redraft leagues, best ball leagues, entry fees from $19.99 to $2,999. Go check them out. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com. So, Vanilla Ice actually still has, he's still on television. <laughs> the Vanilla Ice Project. He, um, he take he he actually designs like houses and stuff. Yes, like but that was back. not Vanilla Ice though. He was just making was the, the song. <laughs> but it's not Vanilla Ice. It's it's our new sponsor. That was actually the owner of the company for our new sponsor. All right, so that's actually bestfantasyfootballleague.com. Um, they've got PPR leagues, obviously non PPR, 10, 12, and fourteen team <laughs> leagues. You don't find fourteen team leagues a lot on a, a site run. Uh, league hosting site so that's really cool uh four prize winners per league which is also very cool because you know a lot of leagues it's winner take all which you know look that's only one out of what maybe 14 people yeah uh, yeah they've been they've been around for 19 years um providing leagues you learn your draft position as soon as you join a league they have great customer service and guess what one thing i love they play double headers Ooh. um I love double headers where you play I, against obviously your opponent and you get to play against the league average. Oh, so on those weeks, I when you drop, hate double headers, but I still like this website. So, you know, on those weeks <laughs> when you drop 180 points, but you just so happen to play the dude that scored 181 that week. Well, you're not going to go. Oh, and one, at least you'll go one and one. Yeah, that's cool. So they're a new sponsor for dynasty football factory and I got tracks on there too. Yeah. So they're going to be yeah. throughout all of our podcasts and everything. So welcome to the family guys. Thanks. Welcome. So we do, we do have a couple bits of news that we were going to go over before we bring in Danny and our news are brought to you by rotoassurance.com. Go over there and get your 20% off your player insurance by entering the code dynasty trades HQ all in caps. So Shane, so I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, one, right? One thing I wanted to say about roto and roto insurance after Shane's done uh, an update. Go ahead, Shane. <laughs> uh, well, I was just going to say roto insurance. I'm actually going to go ahead and make a, uh, a roster that consists of <laughs> basically Will Fuller, um, Leonard Fournette, uh, Deshaun Watson, AJ Green, AJ, well, maybe Julio not, Jones, but definitely a bunch of guys that have injury history, but a bunch of upside. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to roto shore them. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm but, shore them. then we yeah. So we do have some. Uh, oh wait, you know who else you could get insurance on? And it's a big story that happened that came out today, which is great. Every time we do a show, some new story comes out. But uh, Antonio Brown's got like a frostbite on his feet or something. Oh my <laughs> so, god! Don't go hiking in the mountains. So I wish he did, because then it wouldn't be so fucking um, <laughs> just stupid so apparently antonio brown went into a cryogenic chamber without the proper footwear um, <laughs> God, yeah in case you haven't heard those things are really cold um, michael jackson in there too or yeah so he's got severe uh frostbite on his feet which is just so hopefully they don't have to amputate and just you know so we're putting it out there allegedly <laughs> allegedly um, <laughs> no, um, no, there's been no talk of it being amputation. Um, no. But he just got – he has blisters and whatnot. But I haven't heard anything to indicate like he's going to lose a toe. Now, if he loses a toe, I, I don't know if I'm drafting him. i got to be honest <laughs> with you. Because your balance you, – you'd be surprised how much balance you lose when you don't have all your toes. <laughs> I think all the stories that come out today, not, not one of the stories implied he's going to lose anything. I'm but not it, but it is. Shane is reading into things really heavily. But it does. I'm just saying there's a non-zero chance that he loses a toe. Yeah, yeah. Toe. But that that's somebody that if you would have got insurance on him, maybe you'd be able to use that. Um, uh, there, and then I don't want to get into the other stuff too much because I'm tired of hearing about it on other podcasts. But uh, Zeke's still holding out apparently for the rest of the year, and Melvin Gordon may retire yeah. if he doesn't get paid. So uh, if they didn't redraft, you might want to move them down your board a little bit. Yeah, and like we talked about last week, too, we even said it, you know, all this shit happens now, but by the time the season starts, who knows what's going to happen. So, um, all right, well, cool. Like, I, I, I agree with Shane. Everybody's talked about that to death, about those two guys. So why don't we hear from the Scouting Academy, and then we'll bring in Danny Kelly. Yeah, I'm tired of waiting. I don't even want to talk about this. I love Dan, I Danny, Danny Kelly. <laughs> okay, here comes Scouting Academy. 
scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position -position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. So you jump on the website and there's a link to the Scouting Academy and save yourself $50 off the next semester. Um, I know it's not fun to talk about because basically at this point we're tired of uh, thinking about rookies and I'm sure most rookie drafts are over. But, you know, I am they'll, they'll be tired of talking about rookies, by the way. They'll be rookies again next year. That's the thing about <laughs> rookies, man. It's like that scene from um, the movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey when he's like uh, – well, no, that's I know what you're talking about. Now. Oh, yeah, they yeah, all yeah. The same every, yeah, yeah. They, every year. Was anyone it. else creeped out by that besides me, even the <laughs> yes. first time I saw it? I think it's supposed to be creepy. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. We're going the wrong path. But but also, if they join the Scouting Academy now, they could learn all the stuff they need to learn so that they're ready for the next uh, group of kids coming in. So the people that heard that extra voice in here because it's just been the three of us uh, up till what? now but we, there was a there was a fourth voice in here and it's our special guest Danny Kelly uh, staff writer for the ringer how you doing Danny doing excellent how are you guys doing awesome well we were okay and then Shane joined but uh, Danny we have to we have to preface this Danny is in a football league with us dynasty football league um, it's it's a great invitational league that Scott Barrett started dude fantasy bro um dfb invitational and danny uh i have to say we all looked at the draft after the startup to see who had the best draft and i think everybody was pretty much like danny kelly's team is amazing <laughs> like <laughs> i mean and you're not like a dynasty guy you, you say a... that hey guys i'm not a dynasty guy I'm, I'm trying to play for an hour and this is my but you had a great team tell everybody Tell everybody how you approached this Scott Scott Barrett um, Invitational <laughs> League and your Dynasty team because yeah. you ended up with a great roster. Well, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I got lucky enough, I guess, to get invited to this because I'm not a, I'm not a Dynasty diehard. Obviously, I've been doing fantasy for a while, but um, kind of my introduction to the Dynasty, uh, you know, version of the game and. It was really fun. Uh, I kind of approached it just from the horde receivers point of view. Um, <laughs> I had the uh, yeah, first pick. <laughs> I had the first pick. So that was, it was, you know, at that point, I think Barkley was kind of the no brainer. I think maybe, you know, you could potentially say uh, now that Mahomes, especially since this is a super flex team, um, has, I think, kind of turned into the number one ADP guy at that position. But I went yeah. with Barkley. Um, and I don't regret it because I think he'll be a really high floor guy for a while now, a long time. And so that's good. And then from there, I, you know, I'm not looking at the draft in front of me, but I'm just looking at my roster. I went a lot of receivers. I got yes. Julio Jones, DJ Moore, Will Fuller, Dante Pettis, Corey Davis is kind of like my core group of receivers. I'm really happy about that. Um, I ended up having, I got like some like high upside guys later on, like DJ Chark potentially could end up being a starter for chart, Jazz. Yeah. And um, you know, some some dart throws later in the rounds. And then I, I got I feel like I got I, I would like to say that I'm really, really smart, but I got pretty <laughs> lucky in the draft. Cause we so we did the rookie draft before the actual draft. Yeah, that was uh, tough. Yeah. We have, so I hit I hit on a couple guys in that, like Cole Hardman, I think I got in like the third or fourth round of the rookie draft, and he went into the Chiefs, and so that looks like a potentially good longer-term investment. And I got Daryl Henderson. I got Devin Singletary. Oh, yes. And, that's awesome. Devin uh, is my favorite one. Josh yeah. Jacobs. Yeah, Devin is a great oh, – Sorry, I got – Jacobs was like the number three or four pick. I think I had the fourth pick. Yeah, I'm and looking at Jacob. it here. Yeah, we, we actually did the startup draft in March, and then we did our rookie draft the week before the NFL rookie draft. Yeah, and you had the 1.04 yeah. pick. So you got yeah. Jacobs at 
he was always my great. target at that spot too because like based on ADP at the time it was a couple receivers um and well Kyler was number 1 Scott basically made it no secret that he was going to take Kyler number 1 right and then I figured that it would be I need to pull up the actual draft I I think it was like DK Metcalf um but Jacobs on. at 4 is is great value. Yeah, I have it right here. It was Kyler Murray, Nikhil Harry, AJ yeah. Brown, we took at 103, and then you took mm. Josh Jacobs at 104, and then we took Hakeem Butler at 105. <laughs> yeah, none of those picks yeah. worked out for us. <laughs> so, AJ Brown, the King Butler thing is fun, though. I think that yeah. it was like it made the draft really fun, I thought. It did until, well, the draft until happened. Butler last that was probably the, the worst rookie draft I've ever been part of, but yeah. Well, it also yeah, came out. Worth, I was really high on Butler, too, so I don't know. Yeah, and Butler came out a few weeks after that that he was lying about his age, which I didn't like. Because um, <laughs> it just yeah. changed. You know, yeah, uh, um, it changed. It didn't matter. He's still going to end up sucking. Whatever. <laughs> AJ Brown, though, that's what kills me. Sucking. It's just he's not going to be valuable this year. Yeah, and even and, and Danny at 204 and 205, he took Daryl Henderson and Devin Singletary back-to-back. So that was pretty yeah, good for Singletary you. Singletary is going to be a, a beast. Uh, Henderson, I really like him. I think he's going to be a difference maker, but so many people, after you drafted him, he went, he just shot up the charts. I mean, he was being drafted at the top of the first rounds of rookie drafts. Yeah. And I don't know if Daryl Henderson is, is worth the top half of first-round rookie picks. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Obviously, it all depends on what happens with Gurley. I mean, like, if Gurley, if his need, like, degenerates really quickly, like some people think it might, then Henderson is just an insane value like, yeah. piece. Yeah. But I was I was actually really excited about the Singletary one. I remember talking to Scott at the time, and he wasn't. I don't think he was very high on Singletary no, at the time. He's not like, a big Singletary fan, no. And I was like, and he was. I think he was telling me to pick Harris or something. And I was like, no, I'm taking Singletary. I just really like Singletary, um, and I think he'll be the starter in Buffalo. You know, before too long here. I really liked that pick. I, I really, really just. I mean, and then Hardman, and then I got Jalen Hurd later, way later in the draft. That's good value, um, yeah. And I really just like those two as values. Like, I don't think I could have gotten Hardman that late now, with, if it was after the draft. With right. Singletary, I ended up, I have nine shares of them in my leagues. But I was getting them in like the third round and the middle of the second round in a lot of the drafts I was in. But I, I really liked him too. I got him, like I said, almost in every one of them. Well, that's yeah. before all the camp news came out that he was yeah. running with the one. Well, and, yeah, we we did yeah. all our rookie stuff back in April and May, you know, yeah. so it, well, it was so, easier. Yeah, clearly, because he wasn't even signed yet. So, yeah, it would have been hard to be running with the ones because he would have been practicing by himself. It, exactly. It was really yeah. easy in the early parts of the draft. <laughs> but but himself. I but I got him in that in the auction that we're in, Jeremy, the, the other day. I got him for two bucks out of a $200 salary. That was awesome. That I know. Just leave that okay, leave. so listen. That's the stupidest thing ever. Okay, listen, listen. So we kind of just jumped right into the dfb and we kind of skipped over everything yeah. else so danny you like you mentioned earlier about being redraft why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself uh, you know since we kind of jumped right into there yeah uh well i work at the ringer i originally just kind of started out as a general nfl analyst um for the ringer you know i was a seahawks writer for about five years and then i was doing a lot of uh, nfl wide stuff for sb nation then the ringer picked me up um and i sort of have just gradually become more like hardcore interested in in fantasy football and so i've been basically doing that more and more over the last couple of years and, and it's been a bigger part of just what i do now we we put together some pre uh preseason rankings on on the ringer this year for the first time so that's really fun and yeah so i'm just kind of getting more hardcore into all the fantasy stuff i've always played fantasy but sort of doing it as a as your job is a different Right. approach and so it's been really really fun i love fantasy so it's a, it's really fun for me but like i said i'm kind of a dynasty beginner it, i'm i've been completely obsessed with it though i will say like <laughs> i've spent the entire summer just like it's the only thing i think about pretty much how many, so how many leagues are you in now uh i'm in let's see i'm in three dynasty leagues right now so oh, cool. um and i'm hopefully i mean i'm always open to joining more. i actually <laughs> took one um, took over one orphan team 
in the hyperactive leagues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, right. So that's been really fun. Leagues, yeah. That's been interesting. Taking over orphan team is an interesting sort of thing because you don't know who anyone in the in the league is, and then you also yeah. just like my team was really good in 2014 and 15. I think I was looking back at the history. They they won the title. I want to say in 2014 and 15 or something like that. And mm-hmm. but all their all their player all the players on that team were like Jordy Nelson, Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> Tez Bryant, <laughs> and Top all heavy, these players yeah. that are really just gone at this point. So. So my man, he he went ahead. He did what he needed to do. Got all the vets, won, and said, "Yeah, I think I'm nice. going to roll out now." <laughs> so you know what though? It's funny. Danny mentions those hyperactive leagues, and I think they're a great place for a lot of dynasty beginners because one, you have to hone your skills and communications with other owners because it's easy when you know guys. It's easy yeah, for me to be in a league. Was on hyperactive, yeah. Yeah, me too. So you learn how to, you know, basically you're learning everything from scratch. Um, which yep. is fun and it's fun not having someone there to help you like if I make a shit trade in a hyperactive league when I first started no one would reach out to me and go that was a bad trade and this is why <laughs> they'd say that was a terrible trade and you're stupid whereas <laughs> I did, if I'm I in, whereas we do that every week yeah. on our show Shane. well yeah yeah but and I'm still stupid but that's fine but normally <laughs> you know most if you're in a league with a bunch of guys you know at least one or two of them will you know, if they know you're fresh meat, will kind of pull you to the side and be like, "Hey, um, don't do that again." Not yeah, this league, because yeah. Scott's evil. Um, <laughs> yeah, he really is. Well, yeah. it is kind of cool though, Danny. It, I I remember when I first started playing Dynasty, and it's it's a way different way of playing than redraft, and it was kind of yeah. exciting to see what can, you can do and how many leagues you can do. So you were a writer for Seattle. So is that your team, the Seahawks? Yeah, I wrote for SB Nation. I was I ran their Seahawks blog, and then I wrote for their national site or whatever um, for like five years. Um, so yep, Seahawks fan. Um, so I got to cover the Seahawks during their Super Bowl years, which was really fun. Um, yeah, that's kind of my background. Hey, hey so. Danny, are they going to pass more this year? Are we going to see <laughs> Russell Wilson throwing the football? What's happening? I think they will because they'll have to. Um, I think their defense is not going to be nearly as good, and it wasn't great last year. It was pretty much league average, if that. Um, And so I think they're probably going to approach – like, I don't know if you remember watching the Kansas City game, the Seahawks, from last year. Um, They kind of – they really just approached that game like we're going to open it up and just let the offense go because we know we can't stop them. And I think they'll have to do that a little bit more, especially early in the season because they've got – the Saints, the Steelers, um, the Rams. They've got some good offenses. Even the Cardinals, who we don't know if they're good yet, but they're going to be right. kind of all aired out type thing. So I think, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be their choice necessarily, but I think they're going to have to let Russell Wilson do a little bit more just because they're going to be playing from behind more. So. And we know Russell Wilson can do that. I mean, obviously yeah. he can do that. We've seen him to... at the end of games and – so hopefully they unleash him. Uh, yeah, to the everlasting chagrin of most Seahawks fans, <laughs> we know what Russell Wilson can do, and we just want to see it more. So, um, yeah, it's been kind of the biggest point of contention for a long time for Seahawks fans is that they just really, you know, Pete Carroll's whole philosophy is to not turn the ball over. It's like the thing he talks right. about the most by far, the turnover ratio, and it's been connected to winning stronger than any other, you know, thing or whatever. And so they just really, really – keep it tight play the close to their vest the, like the worst thing you can do is turn the ball over they'd rather go three and out than turn it over and well, so yeah. that's just how they... i'd rather them give it to marshawn lynch than not score a touchdown yeah that's uh, what i was gonna say do you think yeah. that he it's mentally scarred from the super bowl now oh, that i know like... i am i don't think it's <laughs> i don't scarred. think it's still yeah. i don't think it's still a thing but it was for like two years afterwards oh, sure because it was like yeah. a thing that yeah. really yeah. affected their whole team it kind of, you know, now it's like a whole new team, pretty much. Yeah, there's just, like, it is. there's not very many players. I don't know how many players are left from the Super Bowl team, but it's like single digits, if that. What, what year was that? 2015? 2013. 2013. God, oh, yeah, has it been that long now? Five or six, it's yeah. actually been, yeah. Holy shit. Well, you know. I don't know. There, Russell Wilson might be the last time, one actually, uh, Marshawn Lynch ever spoke, and he said, I'm just about that action boss. That was the first time anyone <laughs> ever heard him talk, and yeah, it's too bad. That interview with Deion Sanders is, <laughs> or, yeah, with Sanders, right? It, that yes. was just like a classic. I yeah. love that. Well, you know, when you're talking about the roster there, we had an article here that we were going to talk to you about about 
about tight ends that you wrote for The Ringer. But I saw earlier today you shared a story on your timeline about Jacob Hollister being a tight end over there in Seahawks yeah. to watch. Yeah. he He's had some buzz, actually. I've heard mm-hmm. that from a really? couple different people. Yeah, that he's been making plays. Um, I think he's sort of one of those like H-back types. You know, he's not yeah. necessarily a, a blocking type tight end. Yeah. So maybe they see Will Disley as the inline blocker and, and maybe they'll have this other guy, Jacob Hollister, where they acquire from the Patriots. Um, maybe he'll be a kind of like the move tight end that they've been looking for. So who knows? You know, obviously there's a lot of buzz on a lot of guys, right. but I have heard that before. Like I'd heard that from like beat writers and stuff before that he's been really kind of showing Let's hope out. So, Cause Will Disley's not exciting at all. And you know, <laughs> I was excited by him last year. And some, he was like points per opportunity. He was like a top yeah. four player, but it was on yeah. like 14 targets. I think. <laughs> yeah. It was According to the FS to the FF statistics article I read today. Yeah. And Danny, the only reason I know that Danny, when I looked it up Hollister, I went and looked, I, I'm in 19 leagues and I looked and he was available in like 10 of them. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, he, yeah. He's on the waiver yeah. wire on all and so many of them. Well, because yeah. he, he was that new hotness. Remember he was going to be a thing with uh, the Patriots. Um, right. And then he wasn't. That's what surprised and then he wasn't. All yeah. the Patriots tight ends. Any tight end associated with the Patriots, they, they have like 33 of them. And like <laughs> only three will ever be relevant, blocking or otherwise. And they're all owned and everybody picks them up because they're like, oh, my God, this is the next Rob Gronkowski. He's This tight end's totally getting all those <laughs> targets. There's not a yeah. single tight end in the world that's going to get Rob Gronkowski targets. And it's definitely not going to be. Um, anyone on that roster unless Andrew Beck like maybe in three years uh, nobody on that current roster is going to approximate uh, Rob Gronkowski but wow Gronkowski was such a unicorn he like (laughs) about his career just makes no sense he the way that he like even he would raise I think I saw the stat today like his I think maybe it was in Scott's article like uh, Brady's pass rating was so much higher with Gronk. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just a freak, man. Yeah. It was, he was also anomaly outside of football too, because he got away with so much stuff that a lot of people get in trouble for, but he never really got in trouble for the stuff he did. You know? Well, <laughs> I mean, we know why that is. <laughs> but okay. also, like back back in the early days when this first. Oh, hold on, guys, guys. Before Gronkowski became Gronkowski, <laughs> I was looking at Aaron Hernandez, the H back uh, in in yeah. Belichick's system, because he was he was such a great player, he really was, and Belichick was really leaning on that spot in the offense, and and Hernandez that role was like going to become a premium, and then all the things went, you know, yeah, then he the killed way they people. did for Hernandez, right. and he <clears throat> just dropped off injuries, and then you know evil and craziness, and then. Gronkowski, the inline tight end, he just blew up, and nobody, nobody knew that was going to happen. But um, Hernandez was a great value at first, and then it just, you know, because it was Belichick, he pivoted, and it turned out like it did. It's crazy that he picked Gronk and Hernandez in the same draft. Right. He pioneered that whole yeah, thing. He did. I yeah, mean, I'm thinking for you, but yeah, yeah and he was smart enough to use them that way, and then. You know, like you guys are saying, everyone kind of expects all of a sudden, or not all of a sudden, but for some reason, like whatever tight end's going to be there, like he's just going to be like, oh no, no, yeah, Matt Lacoste, you're definitely <laughs> Matt Lacoste is never going to be yeah. <laughs> like, Well, it might be that you know the fact is that he had two tight ends that basically were Hall of Famers, could have been Hall of Famers. Yeah. Gronkowski obviously will be, and Hernandez had the talent, if not the faculties, uh, to do it at least. <laughs> Um, Danny, one thing I wanted to ask you, though, because you've covered football from a couple different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's still a large segment of the population that kind of doesn't think fantasy football fans or fantasy football players really know football. Um, <laughs> that stigma. Right. Like, what, you've seen both fans, I guess, or both an, of enough bases. Do you, who would you think is more versed? in uh football and things like that would it be the <laughs> the person that doesn't play fantasy or would it be the person that does it would be you shane <laughs> no, i'm just asking i don't care if he says I me mean, or not so honestly well there's a huge huge just depends in that in that answer but of course i, I think <laughs> it just, uh, it just depends i mean i think like to, in order to play fantasy and be a really good fantasy player you have to get so in depth and you right. have to know what matters 
so like just in my experience like i think fantasy uh, you know quote fantasy analysts have been like some of the smartest people that i've talked to and that's nothing like so that's not taken away from like film people or whatever but you have mm-hmm. to know so many stats you have to know so many schemes because it matters in fantasy right and you have right. to know like, yeah. what every offense does maybe 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 i can couch it this way fantasy players are better at de- at offense and <laughs> film people yeah. are better at defense because you don't have to know defenses as well obviously but i mean fantasy people know these offenses inside and out so right danny do you, do you play any idp leagues i do not don't. Yeah, don't don't ever do it. It's a sickness. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's awesome. <laughs> no, don't do it. It's, it's, like, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's great. It's literally the difference between being a meth head and a crackhead. Oh like, no, it's not. Like one's an addiction, you know what I mean, and the other is like a sickness. It's like, true. Yeah. No, listen. Like playing poker for fun and then going to a to a, a casino and like taking all your money and spending it all. Like you just don't need to play defense. No, Danny, you were talking yeah. earlier about being excited and and going into this. When you open up that door, it's even way better. You'll, you'll oh, it, it is. Not. Not. Yes, it is. No. Um, like you grow a beard. Gateway drug. You grow a beard. That's the only thing IDP does is it makes you grow a beard and then you say things like you don't really play fantasy unless you play IDP. No, nah, I never say that, but okay. it's definitely true. You see the other half of the screen. You're you're watching only one half of the football game. Whatever. Yes, I love to watch just the better half, which is the offense. So real quick, Danny, I wanted to hit on one story that uh, apparently wasn't recent of yours, but I did like. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe some of the the, some of the Patreon people will understand that joke. But go ahead. (laughs) So uh, yeah, but back in May. But no, but I mean, it's still something that I think is true. It holds true. He, you know, he wrote an article basically saying, you know, he's going to go big or not at all tight end where he's he's shooting for one of the big, I guess, three or four or whatever it is, three now. You have to. That's, you have to do that. That's great strategy. Oh, sorry. This, the, the, this is from today. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was. No, he was talking about the other articles. I know, but I already brought up the tight end thing because the other one was the old one, not the tight end one. Uh, the other one was old. Yeah, so we were talking. That's why. I read this one while so I was out smoking. Okay. but And that's why yeah. I mentioned the Hollister thing and when I lead it into the tight end article. So, all right. Just, so hey, so Danny. Yes, Danny. Talk about the tight end. And who you're targeting? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> I love you guys. Yeah. Well, I'm easily confused, Danny. So I don't appreciate you confusing me. So, Danny, why don't you tell us about the article and what what tight ends you're liking and who you're targeting late? Yeah. So, the crux of the article is essentially that I'm just not. I've I've mostly been avoiding sort of the middle class of the tight end group in drafts this year, um, and you know, this was, there's a lot of research done, like Rich Reber at, um, at Sharp Football Stats had written like a really interesting article just about kind of like the diminishing returns of taking some of that mid group, um, yeah. based on how the tight ends have been targeted over the last few years. And, and so like, as, apart from maybe like Vance McDonald, who I think actually has a good chance for like a lot of upside this year, I've mostly been sort of just ignoring the Jared Cook, Ebron, Joku. Cooper, Burton, Delaney Walker group, that whole group, like Kyle Rudolph. Like I just haven't really been that interested in that group. Um, Cause I think they're like, just when you're picking at each of those spots, there's just other guys that I think are more interesting at receiver and running back. So that was kind of the crux on it. Like if you miss out on that lat, if you miss out on the the big three, like don't panic, you can get guys that I think are going to be really interesting this year. Mark Andrews is sort of the big one. Um, He's the guy that I think I've been targeting probably the most. And he's just like, if you look at his efficiency stats from last season, um, it was pretty incredible what he was able to do. Uh, he was when from, from week 11 on when, when Lamar Jackson took over, he, he had 3.2 yards per route run in, um, from week 11 on, which was by far best in the NFL. Um, yeah. He finished fourth behind Kittle, Kelsey and Howard in yards per route run on the whole season. So like efficient throughout the whole season. 
Um, he's targeted really deep down the field. His his pass rating when targeted was 129. Um, second in yards per reception, only to Kelsey. Second in deep yards. So like, there's just a lot there. Um, his volume wasn't super high, but I think it, you know, kind of in this young pass catching core in Baltimore, he's going to be a big target. Oh, yeah. And if Lamar Jackson uh, isn't going to um, pass on a play, or I mean, sorry, run on a play, it seems like he's looking down the center of the field pretty heavily. That was my just, um, you know, just my impression last year watching Jackson was that he felt really comfortable kind of just passing it over the middle of the field. So that yep. means like slants, yep. seam routes, things like that. For whatever reason, to the running just, back to the tight end, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was just like where he was more comfortable to my eye. I think the I think the numbers pat, back that up, but I haven't actually looked deep into it. But that was just sort of my, you know, and he's a better passer goal. than people give him credit for. I mean, he's not going to be you know, Aaron Rodgers next season. But if he just becomes slightly improved in the passing game, which he was pretty good at in Louisville, Louisville, if he just becomes slightly improved, he could become one of the better um, fantasy quarterbacks. And then there you go. There's there's Mark Andrews upside all the way because he's clearly one of the uh, targets in that passing game in addition to being a favorite of Lamar Jackson. that's yeah, good. so like he's the guy that I think that could actually be a week to week starter for you. And then past that, there's a bunch of like, sort of streamer types. Obviously, with huh? um, with Dynasty, it's different. But yeah. um, you know, like the Jordan Reeds, the Jack Doyles, Tyler Eifert, you can get those guys really late. Cheap, yeah. and they have week to week matchup, you know, opportunity in flex leagues or, or sorry, in, in your flex spot or in your tight end spot. Um, Noah Fant is a guy who I think could have a good rookie year, relatively good rookie year. Obviously, a lot of rookies, rookie tight ends don't really like do big numbers, but I mean, if you watch that, if you watch the Hall of Fame game, it was almost everything was play action bootleg. And so I think that's going to be a huge, huge part of what they do. And he could be kind of a, um, you know, a highly targeted kind of like underneath option in that. And then he also has the ability to kind of stretch the, the seam. And then Chris Herndon. Again, was a very good last year. Um, down the stretch, kind of had a connection with Sam Darnold. Um, these are the type of players that I would probably rather pick than, like I like I was saying, like the sort of mid tier guys. So, so that's just kind of been my my strategy. <laughs> Obviously, some of those guys could go off, um, but like my thinking is just sort of like the opportunity cost of getting like a good wide receiver two or running back two or whatever in in that area. Um, kind of trumps that so that i know like, from like best ball um drafts everybody seems to have forgotten about delaney walker like he he didn't retire he was <laughs> right. hurt last year and he <laughs> right. was amazing he's always been really good until that season when he got hurt and yeah he's old one year older he didn't play last year but let's just think i'd love to have 70 percent of delaney walker's last season this year because that would be amazing he would be still probably be a a tight end one at 70% of what he was two years ago. And he's not free, but he's really, really cheap. Yeah. Um, and for that, I like the Jordan Reed take though. Yeah. And, and yeah. Tyler Eifert who, Oh yeah. Uh, both uh, great. And he brought up. Injured, yeah. Yeah. Both those guys. I mean, look, if, although Reed was actually fairly healthy last year, I think at least oh, played. I'll take Reed anywhere yeah. I can get him yeah. because you know, as long as he doesn't get another uh, concussion, that guy is an incredible player. He's he's really good. Couple yeah, other guys, I I all them. Couple other guys I didn't mention that have kind of crazy upside that you know could pan out are Darren Waller from Oakland, who uh-huh. <laughs> is taking over for Jared Cook, and right. then Ian Thomas, um, Carolina. Who, was really productive in the games that I think late in the season. Yeah, um, got a, like found a good connection with uh, with Cam Newton. Obviously, Greg Olson is back, so if Olson is healthy, that that he's probably not a factor. But that's I think a big question mark kind of going forward. So it's funny. Another guy. I was going to ask it's you about. Line, yeah. I was going to ask you about Waller too because uh, even yeah. in the listener league today, our waivers went through for the first time in a sixteen team league, and uh, I spent almost all of my money to get Waller because Waller was like <laughs> the only player that was available on the waiver wire yeah. and I needed a tight end. So um, that, that that's great that you mentioned his name too. You should yeah, what remember him. Yeah, well, well, everybody talk, what? I was just going to say, I remember him coming out of college. Um, oh, we were all high on him. Yeah. He was athlete, like super yeah. athlete, big guy. 
it makes sense that he converted to tight end. Uh, I think he was a receiver in college. Or yeah, in college. Yep. Yes, he was. Yeah, Georgia. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um, there were uh, Calvin Johnson. Yeah, wasn't, exactly. wasn't it Georgia? Didn't he play at Georgia yeah. Tech? Yeah, so, there was yeah, like so we're, we're all like kind of looking at the same, like, can this guy <laughs> convert and be, yeah, because he's, he's, he was really good as a, as a receiver and he's huge and, you know, not, not really unlike, um, uh, um, you know, uh, Ricky Seals Jones in, right. in mm-hmm. Arizona, which could pay off too. Um, Waller, did he finally develop? Because that yeah. was the thing. He just never developed it. it in in uh baltimore do you think do you think he's gonna i mean do you think he's gonna turn the corner i mean i think he's got a pretty good chance honestly Uh and um with the way with the way that uh Derek carr kind of like passes he's very sort of um he's the same way he's he's good over the middle field he's also like a check down guy he doesn't love to he's He's not surgical over the middle and then the rest of his his game is questionable he's surgical over the middle right so i mean like his upside is what jared cook was obviously i think you know okay you know, obviously yeah. i think cook finished fifth last year in ppr and um so he's a he's got a tight end one upside obviously obviously has to put it together but um yeah. everything just, we've heard so coming cheap. out of camp is yeah. so good mm-hmm. you know people are talking about him a lot so we'll yeah. see obviously there's a lot of time left but yeah, yeah. i wrote, I wrote well, the and if, well i'm just real quick and if antonio brown has everybody to get amputated um, yeah, yeah well, well, we it opens up a lot of the target opportunity. Yeah, um, we already went into all that at the beginning of the show with his stupid yeah, foot. Yeah. But but, uh, if he, but if he does have feet, though, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a little concerned about the targets. <laughs> he does and, have and, Williams yeah. and Jacobs, and it is true about the cheapness. I got him in a lot of these uh, waivers over the off season this off season. So, uh, Danny, I know you said you had a limited time with us, but we did. Speaking of the listener league, we did have a trade alert that Shane wanted to talk about from the listener league, right, Shane? Uh-oh. We did. Yeah, you trade were about alert. to yell trade alert a little earlier and Jeremy interrupted you. But... <laughs> Rude. <laughs> well, Danny, Danny has a limited amount of time, so let's 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 do this trade okay, so and wrap it up. <laughs> and, and the parameters of this is it's a super flex sixteen team league. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um so on one side we got running chalk. I forget who that is in real life. Justin he gave up Justin, it's Justin. He gave up Lamar Miller. Damian Harris, Kenyon Drake, Geronimo Allison, and Marquise Brown. And that's a wow. lot to give up. One, two, three, four, five players. Yeah, that's Which, and again, in a 16-team league, all five of those are starters. I don't know who they're replacing, but just for a point of reference, I have Kelvin Benjamin and Leonte <laughs> Carew on my roster. <laughs> um, okay, so not a lot of upside. So, and that's um, why I spent $926 on Waller. <laughs> or... <laughs> Kenny Galladay, a 2021st, a 2024th, and a 2021 <laughs> third. Wow. That's wow is right. That, that And that's why Shane put it on the sheet. <laughs> yeah, Shane, uh, one more time for the listeners because that's a lot of moving parts. One more time? Okay, yeah. and I'll say it slowly. <laughs> Lamar Miller, Damian Harris, Kenyon Drake, Geronimo Allison, and Marquise Brown. Oh, Four, Kenny Galladay. A twenty twenty first and garbage pick. Yeah, but a you twenty twenty fourth and a twenty twenty one third. You know, it, it is substantial if you think about it. You know, down the line, but those picks are kind of garbage. Well, I gotta do. Look, I'm doing the math, right? And the math works out oh, to no. the forty eighth and the seventy sixth <laughs> pick. Um, give or take. Listen. Yeah, I love Kenny Galladay, but the fact that you got Lamar Miller, Damian Harris, what could be the starter in Kansas right. City, I, I don't know if he's as good as Carlos Hyde. We'll see. I, I prefer Carlos Hyde. We'll see. Um, Kenyon Drake, probably the, the long-term starter in Miami, but just Lamar Miller and Geronimo Allison and Marquise Brown, I'd prefer to have over Kenny Galladay in that 2021st. So, yeah. I mean, it's a win with like two players into my list. Then you have Marquise Brown and some other things. So there's uh, no doubt in my mind you won this trade. And I love Kenny Galladay, but he's just not as valuable as all that stuff that you got. And the, beyond the 2021st and Kenny Galladay, none of those things in 2020 or 2021 interest me at all. It's too far out. Well, it's not Shane. It's Brian Hooten who got all those players for Kenny Galladay. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't me. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't know the, the other man, uh, manager. What the fuck? 
not your trade. This is <laughs> it's it's listener it's league. listener two league. Player, two yeah. teams in our league. Yeah. yeah, Shane Shane actually wasn't part of it. But hey, what about Danny? What do you think, Danny? I mean, yeah, my my instinct. I I'm actually not in any 16 team league. So it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say so that that kind of like. Like you said, those sound like starters. In and that you know what, Danny? Never join one either. It's <laughs> just a pain in the ass. Don't do it. Yeah, and, and also it's a super flex too. So <laughs> there's teams that don't even have quarterbacks. Well, yeah. Danny, here's the thing. We're going to start a third uh, league, <laughs> and I'd really love you to join. And okay. if possible, also commission. No, uh, no, no, no. You don't Should have I to, just, Danny, you don't uh, have to commission. No, but. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're just in it, that's good enough, I guess. <laughs> so I have an infant, so I'm going to have to say no to the commission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Justin, running chalk, he has an infant as well. I know he, he went through all that. <laughs> you, yeah. You went through your paternity leave, you said earlier yeah, this year? I, just, I, I spent like the last two months mostly uh, on paternity leave, so. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of getting back into the grind now. So. Congratulations. Like He's like, listen, I'm going to be a dad in like three weeks. I'm going to be a dad <laughs> in like two weeks. I'm going to be a dad next week. Um, let's wait until August because I think things will be quieter. And I'm like, all right, man, I totally get it. Let's wait yeah. until August. <laughs> and wrong, I, I, I've been there, so I totally i am not uh, going to step on his toes uh, because when I, when I first became a dad, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a parent. This is great. Yeah. Am I going to be able to do this? Yeah. Is there a book that can help me? Is there a Cliff's Notes Dang. thing? We've and all – it and it becomes okay, but it was, at I first you're me. just like so stressed out. I finally, <laughs> I, I genuinely, like, profoundly understand what you're saying. Yeah. Well, Danny, yeah, yeah. Dan- no one understands until you're a parent. Until you Everyone do it, exactly. Like, oh, I have a dog, and I've only killed four of them. You know what I mean? Like, oh I've only had, like, God, no, shut, shut. So I'll be great with kids. Uh, it doesn't oh work my, that way. No. I'll tell you what. You leave that one kid in the car. Oh my God! All right, all right, all right. Danny has to go, guys. Danny. <laughs> I don't want to talk about cars. No, no, shut up, shut up. All right. Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. You guys, thanks for having me. And sorry again for kind of pushing it back. But yeah. Uh, no, so man. No, it's all good. Great. We really appreciate we, you. We don't care at all. And con- <laughs> congratulations to you on being a, a first-time father. First time? Yes. yes. Yeah. First time. Congratulations, man. Nothing better. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys, so much. All right. Thank thanks. You. And thanks for coming on. And we'll we'll see you at DFB Invitational. All right, sounds good. We, Bye. We'll see him there. Is there like a? Well, we're meeting? gonna play him eventually, and when we play him, we'll beat him. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna hang out somewhere like Scott's house. <laughs> hey, I'll be. I, we're gonna do the rookie draft next year at Scott's house in Houston. Yeah. Oh yeah. Danny, Let's I'll be do in it. Portland doing a convention in November. Maybe I'll see you then. Okay. Ooh, I like it. Nice. All, right. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Right, yeah. See you take guys. care, brother. We'll see you. Bye. Right, sounds good. Bye bye. <laughs> so, guys. I love that guy. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad that he came on. So why don't we uh, wrap up the show and get ready for the uh, Patreon episode? So before we do, okay. though, uh, everybody come check out our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out yeah. our iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Oh, Shane, you want to tell people about the Patreon account? Yeah, do it, man. I got a couple things I want to talk about. Get off Uh-oh. my chest with you people. What people? What people? Nah, I don't know. People, oh. Just people in general. I can't stand them. Uh, no, I want to say uh, we, we've had some uh, new patrons join, and I'm very excited by that. Uh, I, don't I am know, too, man. Yeah, I don't want to always be complaining. So I, I want to say thank you to all our new patrons. Uh, we actually got another female, which always makes me happy. Just to we, got a couple new, we got a couple women following yeah. us. Now. I like. I just like breaking up, breaking up the monotony of men, and um, you know, just every time it's hot out, we all start sharing pictures of our, our grills. Well, I do want to say something that has happened again. It happened again this week, and it is an interesting side effect of our Patreon chat. Um, okay. We want to welcome Troy Olson to the family at DFF. So it's another one of our Patreons that actually that became a Dynasty that, Football Factory guy. Yeah. That became a Dynasty Football Factory guy, exactly. And he's also okay. hosting one of our shows. So uh, it's a side well, effect because so there's been a few well, people. Actually, so I don't know if I told you guys this. So I'm actually making people bribe me. 
to join this <laughs> so oh okay so i just like, thought it was a cool little side, side effect <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta become a patron also and then send me some money on the side uh oh, oh. so there's uh, money so on the side send the money on the side uh go out and buy the 2019 factory fantasy football guide uh that myself michael stevenson tom burrows uh jeremy brohand um a bro hand you put an h in my name but yeah, yeah i was i did William i did Rankin. the qa of that dude i i can't you, i have to give you the greatest kudos on that document that magazine that thing is immense it took me five hours on a sunday to just edit it to do the final edits to proof it and it was really good i didn't do anything at all i fixed a few minor things this document is incredible but the fact that it took me, and I didn't know it would take me this long, five hours to read the son of a bitch. It is so huge and so full of stuff, like really good information, stats, facts, like so many things to give you an edge in redraft, in best ball, hell in dynasty. I mean, you can use it for anything. It's just such a valuable thing. I couldn't believe when I committed to do the final review that it took me five damn hours. Hmm. But um, it was worth it. it uh, I learned a lot, and I'm glad I read it. Cool. But seriously, for anybody out there that thinks that 10 bucks is too much for something like this, oh, my God, 10 bucks. It, this, this, I, I swear to God, this thing should cost like 50 bucks after reading it. I'm not kidding. I'm not just doing that to try to sell a few um, magazines for Shane. It is really good, and it's worth every bit of $10. Cool. So, yeah, go over to the site and go buy Shane, <laughs> Shane and everybody else's It'll take report. It'll take Yeah, it, yeah. And also, also um, join the website, correct? Well, what, yeah. what are all the... Become a subscriber. Also beca right? Yeah, also become uh, a subscriber at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Yeah, if you're not a subscriber, um, you're missing out on some great content because I get to edit it. So, and also, I'm I'm a co-owner of the site, so I get to read everything. Oh, um, there you go. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I get to edit a lot of the stuff. Um, but, you know, you, you, if you're a subscriber to the site, you get to even see the prettier version of it because it's all prettied up um, and right. edited. But, cool. Uh, just great work, man. There's just really great writers we got on board. And we're going to actually start having some of them on so we can uh, help the world, you know, our, our millions and millions of fans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, our... one of the big contributors to that was Tom Burroughs. We've had him on the show a couple of times, and that guy is a gem. He's uh, a value add no matter what he's doing. Um, uh, but he contributed pretty heavily to the document. Cool. Yeah, he's a great guy. So, all right, cool. So we're going to get ready to do the Patreon show. So thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. And uh, we'll see you later. Right on. Say goodbye, Shane. Bye, Shane. <laughs>